Welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. My name is Craig Crash Collins, joined as always by Brandon Scott. You know him as B. Scott. Well, we just got done with the biggest stars of the NBA at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Now we're going to have the biggest stars of girls basketball at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. It's finally time for the IHSAA Girls Basketball State Finals, and today we're here to preview it all. Um, we're going to be talking about impact players, keys to the game, and making predictions for all four championship contests. Uh, we're going to be getting into who's going to be hoisting a, a uh, trophy at Gamebridge Fieldhouse on Saturday. Uh, a lot of four fantastic games, a lot of chaos throughout the tournament, uh, but we have finally arrived at the final uh, day of games. Uh, Saturday will have four champions crowned and we have a possibility for a lot of new champions yeah i mean it's it's been a great tournament um everything's some of our predictions are coming hopefully coming true other ones are got eliminated like one of mine in (laughs) the sectionals so um yeah i mean it's this is one of the best times of the year for the state of Indiana um, when we get into postseason basketball at the high school level. Uh, so let's 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 dive on in and start predicting some champions. Yeah, we we each have one uh, possible champion uh, to uh, get crowned uh, as far as from our prediction show. Uh, looking back at our predictions uh, for the one A state champ, B Scott, that one you have remaining is Lanesville. They're going to face Marquette Catholic. For the 1A title, um, I had Bethany Christian, who lost to Caston, uh, 44-29 to in regional play. Uh, in 2A, B. Scott, you were so close to having Eastern Hancock there as well. Um, they fell in the semi-state 45-29 to to Brownstown Central. One win shy of making it to Gamebridge. Um, uh, my pick was North Knox. They lost in sectional play. Uh, that was the only team uh, of our picks to not make it out of the sectionals. Uh, they lost to Linton Stockton in three eight. B Scott, you had Washington. They lost fifty seven to forty to Gibson Southern uh, in the regionals. Uh, I did have Gibson Southern winning the three eight title. Uh, they're, they're they're my lone team uh, who's going to fight for a title. They play Norwell on Saturday, uh, and then in four eight, B Scott, you had Lawrence North. Uh, they lost in sectional play to Lawrence Central. Um, so never mind. I guess that's the you and I each had a team that didn't make it out of sectionals. Um, but uh, they lost sixty-one to uh, fifty-four to uh, Lawrence Central, who of course is playing for uh, the state title in four A. And then I had Fort Wayne Schneider, who lost in regionals to Noblesville, forty-three to forty. So uh, we each, uh, you know, we we you know, I I feel like this is the last couple of years that we've had just kind of. Uh, I mean, I know some of our picks were a little bit uh, off the wall, but there's been a lot of chaos, I feel like, because, I mean, even looking at, like, our state finalists by the numbers, we only have two teams that are ranked number one uh, in the state making it to the state finals. Other than that, we have a team that's ranked second, we have a team that's ranked third, a team that's ranked fifth, and then we have a team that's ranked 10th, ranked 14th, and ranked 15th. So we have teams that were barely kind of on the radar in the state uh making it all the way to the final game day of the year um and then like i said before we have a lot of teams um who could potentially win their first ever title you have brownstown central norwell gibson southern and lawrence central all seeking their first state title of course norwell and gibson southern play each other so that's a guaranteed one team winning their first state title 
Um, then as far as uh, championship droughts, uh, Lanesville, of course, looking for back-to-back titles. They won the 1A title last year. Marquette Catholic won in 2019. Uh, they're back. Fort Wayne Lures in 2011 uh, is the last time they won. And then you have Lake Central. You have to go all the way back 30 years, 1994. Uh, that was probably – I don't even know. Were they even playing it? I guess it would have sh- uh, said it on John Heron. I just didn't look it up. They probably were playing at the RCA Dome back then. Um, 34? 94. Yeah. No, 94. Yeah, 94 is when they played. Uh, I believe that was at... Um, the Market Square. Market Square by then, yeah. No, you know what? I think... I know they, there was a little bit of time they right. played. They only played at the RCA Dome once, and that was the year they knew they were having a huge, huge crowd when um, Damon Bailey was uh, playing gotcha. in the state championship. Yeah, because they gotcha. packed that place. Right. So... Uh, so a lot, a lot's at stake. A lot of great storylines um, to go into uh, here coming up on Saturday, and it all gets going with the one A state final, ten thirty a.m. tip. Um, as we will see the number five Marquette Catholic Blazers, they're twenty four and four. They take on uh, the number one Lanesville Eagles, who are twenty eight and one. Um, looking at the Blazers road to Gamebridge, it started in sectional 50. They defeated Culver 59-19. Uh, then they won 64 or 66-44 over Oregon Davis. Then knocked off Triton 52-39 uh, for the sectional title. Then in the regional, they defeated uh, Morgan Township, uh, the number 12 team in 1A, 54-43. Uh, and then on semi-state Saturday, they won 41 to 34 over number seven Caston in the early game. Then defeated number two Clinton Central 72 to 70 in the nightcap. One on a last-second three-pointer, which is pretty amazing there. Um, so an incredible win by Marquette Catholic in that one. Uh, for the Lanesville Eagles, their road to Gamebridge. Um, it started in sectional 61. They defeated Christian Academy 56 to 26. Um, they won 59 to 47 over Rock Creek Academy. And then in the sectional championship, they beat number three Borden 50 or 41 to 20 uh, in that one. And then in the regional, they defeated Barre 48 to 31. And then on semi on semi state weekend, they defeated number eight Jackson Dell 62 to 40 in the early game. And then to be defeated North Central Farmersburg 68 to 33 to advance to Gamebridge. So. Uh, just like we always do for these, we're going to give you a player to watch, a key to the game, and our prediction. So I'll go ahead and give you uh, my player to watch and key to the game. We'll I'll chuck it over to B. Scott, and then we'll give our prediction. So uh, player to watch uh, in the 1A uh, state championship. Um, I am going to go with Marquette guard Lanaya Davis, the sophomore. Uh, she averages 19 points per game. She's been averaging 25 points per game. During the Blazers tournament run, she's 32nd in the state in scoring. Uh, she's got 984 career points um, after this past weekend. She had 31 points versus Clinton Central in the semi-state championship game. She had scored 26 earlier uh, on Saturday against Caston. Um, and she also averages six rebounds, three assists, and three steals per contest. Um, and so, I mean, and this is this is a matchup where both Lanesville and Marquette Catholic both top eight defenses in 1A, uh, both top 20 in the state. Um, and Lanesville is the only team of the two who have uh, a top 50 offense in Indiana. Um, the Eagles score 57 points per game, third and 1A, uh, 35th in Indiana. So when you have a matchup like this where you've got two good defensive-minded uh, programs and then only one really excels, like or at least is recognized statistically for how uh, well they are offensively or how good they play offensively, um, 
then you kind of need to make sure that your scores are on uh, so you can kind of match uh, Lanesville, uh, you know, basket for basket. So while Marquette is not that far off and average as far as points per game, they will need uh, scores like Lanaya Davis to be in top form if they're going to knock off the defending champions. So I think she I think she can have a really good game. I mean, like I said, she's been playing, uh, you know, well above her average all tournament, um, you know, a great 31-point game, uh, you know, in crunch time against Clinton Central um on on saturday so i I think uh she can be someone to watch for uh in the uh in the morning game on saturday uh the key to the game for me um it's win the first quarter um when looking at the scoring breakdown for these two teams lanesville outscores mc 21 to 14 in the first quarter the highest differential of the four quarters in last year's 1a state final lanesville had a 17 to 7 lead after the first quarter and by the halfway mark of the second quarter they had doubled up bethany christian 28 to 13 so if the eagles get off to another good start and build up a big enough lead that defense uh ranks 16th in the state in points allowed per game eighth and 1a can carry them to their second straight championship so if lanesville gets off to a fantastic start again it's going to be really tough for the blazers to di- to dig their way out even with scores like Lanaya Davis. Yeah. So for me, the player that I am um, watching for in this is actually Lanesville junior guard, uh, Hadley Crocher. Um, she is their team's leading scorer. And look, when we're, this kind of just flows then right into my, my key to the game. Look, um, Mar- Marquette is, they, their defense is probably one of the better ones in this uh, tournament. They're allowing only 33.1 points per game, which is similar to what Lanesville is. Um, they're both scoring about the same as well. But when you look at Lanesville this this year, their lowest scoring output came um, in a 35-33 to 33 win at Borden. Um, otherwise they have always scored over 40 points, uh, majority of the time scoring over 60, pushing towards 70, including these last two games in the semi-state where they scored over 60 in both of those. Um, so this is a, a team that can put up the points, um, and recently have been, have been shooting better or been scoring better than their season average. So can the Marquette defense, stop this Lanesville offense. Um, and I think for, for Lanesville to get that scoring going, it all, it starts with Hadley Crocher and her team leading 15.8 points per game. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, she was a, a force on last year's uh, state finals uh, team as well. Uh, she, she did a lot of, um, she was a big producer in the, in the state final against Bethany Christian a year ago as well. Um, and that leads us into our prediction. Uh, for the 1A state final. Um, and my tr- prediction um, is, uh, you know, I, you know, it was, it was a little tough because I think Marquette Catholic is going to, is going to put up a good fight. I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, and I was looking at the numbers. Um, there have been five repeat champions in 1A since 1998. Marquette Catholic was the last team to repeat in 2019. Um, we've had four, cha- uh, we've had four different champions since the second longest stretch without a repeat champ since 1998. The longest stretch is five seasons. So this is about the longest we've seen without a team doubling up. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of teams that'll, you know, once a team kind of wins in one a, we see that team kind of dominate for a while. 
um, you know, before another team kind of rises to the occasion. And this is this is really a long form way to say that I'm not going to go against Lanesville uh, like I did in our preview show. I, you know, I even said in that one I was like Lanesville is probably the answer the way they played. Only one loss on the year, but I went a little bit against the grain picking Bethany Christian to win. Uh, I'm not going to make that same mistake again. I do, like I said, I do think it's going to be closer. I do think that uh, it's going to be a, uh, you know, it's going to be a one-two possession game. It's going to be very close. Um, it may come down to the last possession, you know, not to throw out all the cliches, uh, you know, giving giving my prediction here. But I do think that Lanesville is going to come out on top. It's not going to be a 19-point win like they had last year against Bethany Christian in the, in the final. But I think uh, they are going to – they've got the defense. They've got the producers offensively uh, to get it done. And I think that they, they win back-to-back state, back-to-back state championships. Lanesville was my pick at the beginning of the sectionals. And I'm sticking with Lanesville. Can't I'm not jumping off that one yet. Yeah, I wouldn't I would not expect you to, especially with a team like that. I mean, the fighting Greg Rakestraws have been a fantastic team. Um they've that can we, program. Can we start a petition to get them to change their name to that? Well, what we need is we need like a City Connect jersey. Like that, you know, we need some sort of like, you know, because uh, we also have the uh, fighting Rob Connets coming up a little bit later in the show as well. So we need like if you end up being one of the big like you know radio personalities, whether it be here or now, of course Rob's in North Carolina. But like you know whether like you need to we need to start investing in some like jerseys. So like have like I don't know if you want to put like Greg's face like right on the front of the yes. jersey. <laughs> but uh, yes. yeah, just the the fighting Greg Strauss. Um, I, I think yeah. that would be a good. Uh, you know, because I mean, you see that sometimes in like minor league baseball, they'll come up with random jerseys, uh, you know, for like different giveaways. I think that would be, I think that's, I think we've got a good marketing idea, uh, for Lanesville. So hey, Lanesville, if, if you guys, especially if you guys win again, I think you need a like a Greg Rakestraw bobblehead night, something. Oh, uh, I like that one. That's yeah. that's the that's the one to do. There yeah. we go. There we go. We we found it. So you're welcome, Lanesville. That's that's what we need to go with. Um, moving on, the second game of the day on Saturday, the 2A state final. That'll tip off at about 12.45 p.m. Uh, that's going to see the number 10, Fort Wayne Lures Knights. Uh, they're 19-6. and six. Uh, They're going to take on the number 15, Brownstown Central Braves. Uh, the Knights rode to Gamebridge. It started in sectional 37. Uh, they defeated Bluffton 54-44. to 44. Uh, then they won 59-46 to over Whitco for the sectional championship. They defeated Lafayette Central Catholic 57-46 to in regional play. And then in the semi-state, they defeated number 6 Lapel 56-38 to in the early game. Um, and then won 49-36 to over Andrean to advance to the state championship. The Braves rode to Gamebridge. It started in sectional 46, uh, where they defeated Southwest Hanover. 63 to 32 then they beat uh, Henryville 56 to 45 before defeating uh number 9 Austin in the sectional championship 45 to 33 they defeated South Spencer 55 to 50 in two overtimes a two overtime regional thriller um and then in semi state they won 48 to 41 over number 18 Linton Stockton in the first game and then won 45 to 29 over number 3 Eastern Hancock in the second game so when I'm looking at a player to watch, I am looking at Fort Wayne Lures power forward Addie Shanks. She's a senior. Uh, she's the leading scorer on a Knights team that is seventh in 2A in terms of points per game. They score 57 points per contest. Uh, Lures is 38th in the state in that category in scoring. Uh, Addie averages 30, 13 points per game 
Um, also collects eight rebounds per game as well. On semi-state weekend, she had 13 points, five rebounds in the win over LaPel. She had uh, 11 points, five rebounds, uh, three steals versus Andrean. She uh, was either the leading scorer or tied for the leading scorer uh, in both of those games. Um, and uh, I think you'll need efforts like that from your senior leader, uh, from a player like Addie Shank uh, on Saturday uh, if you're going to win that game. So Addie Shank is my player to watch just because um, she's a senior. You're going to need that leadership um, to pull you through a game like this, especially you know a game that Lures hasn't. I mean, Lures is the number ten team in the in the state. You know they. I mean they've won some big games along the way, but not not a team a lot of people predicted to be here um, and haven't won in over a decade uh, in the state championship. So you're going to need leaders like that to kind of you know right the ship and 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 make sure that everybody's you know you know got their eye on the prize. Uh, come Saturday. Uh, my key to the game uh, is that the Braves need a defensive encore. Um, in the sectional championship, Brownstown Central held Eastern Hancock to just 29 points. Uh, the Royals were second best in offense uh, in 2A, averaging 60 points per game. They were 16th in Indiana in scoring. Um, and so Brownstown Central just really shut them down. Um, Lures is seventh offensively amongst 2A schools, averaging 57 points per game. They're 38th in the state offensively. So if the Braves want to win their first state title, they'll have to lock down another one of 2A's best offenses. So they'll need to really, uh, you know, play another great game of sound defense uh, if they're going to win this one because they did a great job shutting down Eastern Hancock's really good offense. Um, and Lures has one that's really good as well, and and so they'll need to they'll need to be on their game for the second game in a row. Oh yeah, I, this is going to be a fun one. I think um, I think mostly it's going to be a fun one because nobody expected this one to happen. Um, but again, my player to watch kind of coincides with my key to the game. I'll go ahead and give my key to the game first because then it helps explain my player to watch better but my key to the game is win the boards whoever wins the boards especially on the offensive end um is going to have the best chance to win because look I, I i you pointed out brownstown's defense is is stellar it, it's it's solid unfortunately brownstown's offense does not have the same firepower that uh fort wayne bishop lures does so right now, when you look at the rebounds per game, the rebound average, uh, that gives an advantage to Bishop Lures um, with 34.2 uh, uh, rebound average. And that, that, that will go a long way to just wearing down on Brownstown's defense um, if you keep getting those second and third opportunities. So that goes in, into my player to watch which is junior guard from Bishop Lures, uh, Maggie Parent. She is the team's leading rebounder. Um, a lot, all the players on that team know how to rebound and get to the get to the boards. So it, it's just going to go a long way. But if she can set the tone, um, one, she leads the team in assists and rebounds. So she's looking to set her teammates up following the ball and constantly getting bringing down the board to get those second chance opportunities. Um, and that is going to be key in this game. Uh, if we're well, one, if Fort Wayne wants to win the game or if Brownstown wants to win this game, they need to win the boards and prevent Bishop Lures from having those second chance opportunities. Well, I'm glad you brought up 
the uh, the Brownstown offense because you know as as I'm looking at my prediction and who I think is going to win the two A state final, um, I'm going to actually go with Brownstown Central. I think the Braves are going to emerge victorious in this one uh, because I think the Braves are just more battle tested. Uh, three of their first four or three of their uh, last four tournament wins have been against ranked teams. Uh, the one that wasn't was that two overtime thriller uh, in the regionals. Uh, and and you know talking about their offense. Uh, not only was Eastern Hancock the better team on paper offensively, as I discussed earlier, uh, they were also a top 10 team uh, in 2A defensively. Uh, they had been allowing 35 points per game, good enough for ninth in the class, 26 in Indiana, and the Braves put up 45 points against them. And, you know, I try not to let one game sway me too much, but I mean, you know, when you look at it, like, what's the type of team... You know, when you have two teams like this that, you know, you, you didn't really expect to be there, you know, you have a team that's ranked 10th, a team that's ranked 15th. So, you know, yes, you know, obviously when it's tournament time, anybody can get on a run, you know, the rankings are just rankings. But obviously, I don't think, you know, the, the you know, preseason predictions ne didn't necessarily say, like, didn't, weren't all in on Lures or Brownstown Central. And, you know, w when you look at, like, kind of look at something to give you kind of an indication of how they might play in a championship type game. I mean, look no further than against Eastern Hancock. That is a team that a lot of people had penciled in to go. I mean, that's who you had winning the, the, the state championship in two a, and, um, that, you know, not only did Brownstown central Brownstown central came in as the underdog came in as a team that was not as good on paper offensively or defensively. And not only did they, you know, put up more points than what Eastern Hancock had been allowing, uh, on average, but they also were, was able to shut them down uh, defensively as well. Um, so not trying to let one game sway me. Obviously, you know, it's a little bit different because once you get that big win now, well, now, you know, now you're no longer under the radar. <laughs> now we now we know what you're capable of and know what we can do to kind of uh, prevent that from happening again. So now it's a, you're a little less, it's going to be a little less of a surprise, you know, what Brownstown Central can do. But I just think uh, that uh, the Braves, um, from, from what we saw against Eastern Hancock, have what it takes to get the job done on Saturday. And also, just as a quick aside, um, I do also think that it's funny. The Lures, their last title in 2011 came against Brownstown Central. Nobody who's currently there was on that team, obviously. But I just think it'd be oh. funny for, for Brownstown Central to get revenge. <laughs> you know, 13 years later, they, they beat Lures in the state championship game. Um, so yeah, I've got, um, I just like the track record for Brownstown Central more. I like the resume that they've put together, uh, through the state tournament. And I think the Braves will win their first ever state title. This was kind of a toss up for me, but I am going with Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. I think, like I said, the rebounding is going to be huge. That is those second and third chances. Those second and third opportunities are going to come in clutch. Um, especially as the game continues on, it's I, I so I have to go with Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. Also, it's time you know for them to bring another championship home. Um, their football team won the two A state championship this year, so it's always fun when schools can win multiple championships uh, during the school year. Uh, so we'll go we'll we'll go uh Fort Wayne Bishop Lures because I want to see that school bring home multiple championships this year. Yeah, and I mean they're more than capable of doing it. It's always it's always tough uh when you've got a school from Fort Wayne or Evansville 
in any sort of like state championship because all those teams just kind of beat up on each other. So you don't really know how good they are. Like you, you obviously they're good. They got to the state championship, but you're like, okay, but like, you know, most of their games are against those schools. I mean, in their, that area, as are all the other, you know, everybody plays teams in their area, but those Fort Wayne games are a little bit more intense. Just like those Evansville games are a little bit more intense. So you, you're not, it's always kind of a wild card when you have a Fort Wayne school uh, in the state championship or an Evansville school in the state championship. Or so, the region or the region. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, Same thing there. Uh, so yeah. So, I mean, I, it, it, this is again, like, you know, I pick Brownstown Central. You pick Wars. I think it could go either way. Um, it's it's going to be a great game for sure. Uh, two great games uh, to kick off uh, uh, state final Saturday at Gamebridge. Then we move on to the 3A state final. That'll tip off at 6 p.m. on Saturday. You've got the number two, Norwell Knights. They're 23-4. and four. They're going to play the number three, Gibson Southern Titans. They're 25-4. and four. Uh, The Knights rode to Gamebridge in sectional 23. They defeated McConaughey 61-32. They won 57-40 to over number 12, Belmont, to win the sectional. They defeated number seven, Benton Central, 58-44 to in regional action. Then in the semi, then in the semi-state, they knocked off number one Hamilton Heights in the first game of semi-state play, sixty-four to fifty, uh, before defeating Bremen sixty-four to twenty to advance to Gamebridge. The Titans rode to Gamebridge. They won sectional thirty-two uh, by defeating uh, Evansville Modern Day sixty to forty-four, number eight Evansville Memorial fifty-seven to fifty-five, and Boonville seventy-eight to thirty-five. Uh, they defeated number ten Washington fifty-seven to forty in regional play, and then in the semi-state they won eighty-one to sixty-six over number nine Scottsburg in game one. They defeated Danville sixty-three to forty-eight in game two. So, looking at my player to watch, I am going with Gibson Southern guard Gabby Spink, the junior guard for the Titans. Um, she averages 19 points per game, good enough for 33rd in the state in that category. Uh, she also averages six assists, uh, five rebounds per game as well. We don't have her numbers from the first semi-state game, but she's averaging 15 points per game this postseason uh, from the five games we do have numbers from, uh, which is obviously well below her normal average. She had 40, she had 14 points in the semi-state win over Danville. So, so normally, <coughs> excuse me, normally. When I highlight a player, it's because I think like, oh, this is the player I think is, that's going to pop off on Saturday. This is the player that's going to have a big game uh, or I think really needs to have a big game to turn the tide. Uh, in this case, I'm picking a player that I think like, hey, if they're going to win, she needs to get going <laughs> because she hasn't. I mean, well, yes, Gibson Southern has won. It's a team game. She's not the only player that can contribute on this team. But she is the leading scorer. She is a top 40 scorer in the state. Uh, and winning the state championship is going to be pivotal. Um, and she's going to have to ha play a big role in doing that. So um, I think uh, if Gibson Southern is going to win, uh, Gabby Spink is going to have to, you know, get it going finally and, and, and get and have a game closer to what we're used to seeing her have as far as as far as an average is concerned. Even if she doesn't reach 20 points, if she can get 18 or 19, um, I think they'll be in pretty good shape. Um, my key to the game for Gibson Southern um, is, is, is for Gibson Southern. Um, the Titans need to get Spink and the offense going. So yeah, that just goes right into each other here uh, because these are the two top offenses in 3A. Gibson Southern averages 65 points per game, first in 3A, third in the state. Norwell averages 65 points per game as well, uh, second in 3A, fourth, fourth in the state. 
Um, so they're literal, they're literally just decimal places different than each other. Um, as far as what they can do offensively, uh, but the Titans have failed to match that average in four of their six postseason games. We've already discussed uh, Spinks below average numbers in the tournament. So um, while they've been winning, obviously they got all the way to this point. Uh, they haven't been meeting what we're used to seeing uh, from them offensively. Now, to that same effect, Norwell has also failed to reach 65 points uh, in five of their six postseason games, but I'm going to give them a little bit more credit uh, because they're better defensively than Gibson Southern, uh, and they got out to a 39-19 halftime le uh, lead in their win over number one Hamilton Heights. Um, so in the last game we saw, even though they also you know haven't been scoring up to what we're used to them scoring, last game we saw from them, they were absolutely laying it on the number one team in the state in 3A. Uh, so uh, I just have a little bit more faith. I'm giving uh, Norwell a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt that they can get the job done. So I think uh, it's going to be really important for Gibson Southern to get that offense going if they're going to uh, cut down the nets and raise a banner uh, on Saturday. Yeah, you're spot on about the Gibson Southern offense. Um, really, I mean, both this is this one's probably the toughest game to pick because these teams are so evenly matched, and I think this one could be the most entertaining overall. Um, but for me, the player I'm actually watching is uh, Gibson Southern senior guard Chloe Graham, who is the uh, partner in crime to Gabby Spink, who you talked about earlier. Uh, Chloe Graham is the team's second leading scorer at 17.2 points per game. Um, so if you're Norwell, it's kind of pick your poison. Who are you going to focus your attention on? Is it going to be Gabby Spink or is it going to be Chloe Graham? I think they're going to choose Gabby Spink, and this is going to be a great opportunity for Chloe Graham to end her career on a, with a huge game. Um, but for Gibbs, But the offense has to be clicking. You're right. The Gibson Southern needs to flip that switch, turn the offense on and get things back to the way they were earlier this season. I think it's possible for that to happen. Uh, but uh, they, their, their leading scores need to step up in, in the situation that one of them is the focus of Norwell's defense. Yeah. Um, there, you know, the offense really does need to get it going here. Cause like I said, I mean, both teams, haven't really gotten it going. Not They're not scoring what we're used to seeing them score, but uh, like I said, Norwell's track record is just a little bit better uh, from what we've seen in the tournament. Um, now looking at the prediction, look, I, like you with Lanesville, I can't abandon my preseason pick, especially since or my pre-tournament pick, especially since that's the only team that I have <laughs> playing on, on uh, uh, state final Saturday. So uh, I'm going to stick with Gibson Southern, who I picked at the beginning of the tournament. Uh, it will be a good game. I mean, like we said, two of the best offenses in the state, both teams uh, battle tested, knocking off three teams to get to Gamebridge. Um, I do like the win uh, over Hamilton Heights for Norwell. The fight and Rob Connets have been, um, you know, laying it all on the line out there, but uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm. I, it almost made me betray my original pick, but I do think Gabby Spink gets it going, and the Titans uh emerge victorious on Saturday and win the three A title. Yeah, I am going with Gibson Southern in this as well. Um, like I said, it's a toss up, so it's kind of just a a coin flip, and it came out with Gibson Southern. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's the great thing about this state final Saturday is because you could say that about really any of these first three matchups we talked about. You know, you, you, there's really no wrong answer. I mean, there there will be on Saturday. Oh yeah, <laughs> but there one there one only one team can come away with a championship. But um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, I I think you know I wouldn't be surprised. I if if I go zero and three, uh, for the first three games on Saturday, which is likely, I will not be surprised. I'll be like, you know what, uh, these are because I'm sure they'll all, all three are going to be uh really great games. Uh, which leads us all into the nightcap, the four A state final, uh, tipping off at eight fifteen. Uh, around there, uh, it will see the number fourteen Lake Central Indians. Uh, versus the number one Lawrence Central Bears. Uh, the Indians are twenty six and four. Um, the Lawrence Central Bears are twenty nine and one. The Indians rode to Gamebridge. It started in sectional one. They defeated Munster fifty nine to fifty three. Uh, they defeated Gary West seventy three to eight, and then defeated Merrillville in the sectional championship fifty one to thirty nine. Uh, in the regionals, they defeated number eleven South Bend Washington fifty four to thirty eight, and then in semi state action, they beat. Uh, number ten Homestead fifty-five to forty-two uh, in the early game, and then defeated number thirteen Noblesville fifty-two to thirty-six in the late game. As far as the Bears, um, their road to Gamebridge, it started in sectional ten. They defeated Indianapolis Attics seventy-five to eighteen. They won sixty-one to fifty-four over the number nine Lawrence North, uh, fighting Brandon Scotts, uh, and then they earned uh, the sectional title with a fifty-four to thirty-nine win over Warren Central. Uh, they defeated Mount Vernon Fortville 58 to 30 in regional action, uh, and then in semi-state play, uh, they won 48 to 34 over Plainfield to start the day, uh, and then advanced to the 4A state final with a 53 to 40 win over number two Center Grove. Um, so when I was looking, there's a lot of players to choose from, um, uh, from because both of these teams, you know, you you look at number one and you look at number 14 and you think like, oh, the you know that this there's a clear you know favorite here. Um, is who who you're gonna pick to win the game, but really, I mean, there's a lot of great players uh, to choose from. These teams are actually more evenly matched than you'd think, and I'll get we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but my player to watch um, is Lawrence Central guard Layla Adurakib, and I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, I know you've got the program in front of you, B. Scott. I don't know if you've got the phonetic um, uh, pronunciation. Uh, I, let me get down to that page real quick. Um, but I believe just by sounding it out, it, it should Layla be Layla Abdurakib. Yeah, you got oh, it right. Cool, awesome. Uh, Layla Abdurakib, uh, the junior guard uh, for the Bears. There are four Bears that average four, uh, the average uh, double figures in terms of points per game, but Abdurakib is one of them. Oh, no, you said it wrong. I'm sorry, Abdurakib. No, it's okay. So there's no B. You don't pronounce the B. At no the B. The B is silent. Okay. No. Okay. The B is silent. All right. We we now know. Uh, but there are four bears that average double figures in terms of points per game. But Abdurakhi, uh, is one of is one and Abdurakhi is one of them. Uh, she's averaging 11 points per contest. Uh, while that doesn't lead the team. Uh, what stands out to me is that she shoots 39 percent from beyond the arc, which does lead the team. Uh, going into semi-state weekend, she was 13 of 22 uh, from three-point range, which translates to 60% from the on the arc. So through the tournament so far, or going into semi-state, she was averaging 60% uh, from three-point range, which is just absolutely insane. She also averages four assists, four rebounds per game as well, which also leads me into my key to the game, which is who can get hot 
from beyond the arc. Uh, because, like I said before, these two teams are more similar than you'd think, uh, given the de- given the difference in ranking. Uh, both are top 50 offenses in the state. Um, uh, Lawrence Central is 15th in scoring, averaging 61 points per game, 10th in 4A. Lake Central is 46th, averaging 57 points per game, 23rd uh, in the class. Uh, both teams average about 25 rebounds and two blocks per game. Uh, they have similar assist and steal numbers. Lake Central averages 13 assists, 13 steals per game. Lawrence Central averages 12 assists, 11 steals per game. The biggest discrepancy you might have seen there was the scoring, and I think a lot has to do with the bear with what the Bears can do from beyond the arc. Lawrence Central shoots 35% from three. Uh, Lake Central, on the other hand, shoots 31% from three. Um, is that a huge difference? Not really. Um, but I do think that whichever team can come up with some clutch threes or some well-timed threes uh, will be the team that hoists the trophy at the end of the night. So it'll be one of those things where you know, it'll be uh, maybe a, a bad couple of possessions for Lake Central. And if, you know, a Durakee, a Durakee can hit like a couple back-to-back threes and, you know, extend a six-point lead to a 12-point lead, stuff like that's going to be able to shift the momentum and get things going in, in uh, um, Lawrence Central's favor. Just like on the other hand, if, you know, you know, coming out of a timeout, if Lake Central hits a couple of threes themselves, you know, to – widen the lead or get back into things, you know, things can uh, get a little bit tricky for the number one team in 4A. So I think the from beyond the arc, that's where we're really going to see uh, the perimeters, where we're really going to see this game won on Saturday. So my player to watch in uh, in this game is actually, I'm gonna, uh, I can't say it, but I'm just going to say LC. Well, no, I can't say that. Uh, yeah. You know, what, you know what's funny? Central. What's funny Holy is that Lord. I is that I uh, did that too. I started because I I realized when I do this in the sectional preview, like when I'm typing things out in the outline, I'm like, you know, I I say like the name of the school too much, and I try not to say, you know, I try not to say the mascot too much because I'm like, well, what if you forget or get confused? I don't want people out. I don't want the audience to get confused if I say like bears, um, oil you know, or something like that. And they're like, wait, who is bears? Or because sometimes I forget to say. Um, and so I was like, I, and so I'm like, man, I keep saying the name of the school too much. And so I did that here where I was like, uh, I'm looking at LC guard and I'm like, wait, I can't put LC guard because yeah. that's also Lake central. It's, so it's tough for me because it's always been LC LN versus LC. That's yeah. way it has always been my, in my entire life living in the Lawrence township school district. So yeah. Okay. We're looking at Lawrence Central <laughs> junior guard, uh, Jayla Lampley. Um, she, yes, yeah, she is the team's leading scorer at 18.6 points per game. But for me, why I, I watch her the most, um, and I think she is one of the key players for this game, is she is the coach's daughter. Um, that, I think, can translate translates very well a, a lot of times. Coaches' kids always seem to be some of the most high basketball IQ individuals on the court. And they, especially now with her mom being the head coach of Lawrence Central, she is an extension of her mom out on that court. She is the coach on the court. Um, So I think the presence that she gives to her teammates will help them keep on their mission. Um, So that then leads me into my key for the game. Look, my key for the game goes directly to Lawrence Central. The, just keep focused. 
Keep your mind on where you have been all year long and what your ultimate goal is. Look, this is a team that is truly on a mission. Their only loss on the entire season came to a school in Kentucky, and it was a one-point loss. They have not lost to anybody in the state of Indiana. Um, and some of the games, like especially against Lawrence North, uh, they had a two-point win against Lawrence North in the regular season, followed up later on in the regular season, which I believe may have been the county championship, uh, a three-point win against Lawrence North, and then they followed it up in the se second round of the sectionals with a seven-point win. So they have gradually gotten better and better. Look, they've also played Lake Central earlier this year, and they beat them by 13 points, 51 to 38, just right before Christmas. Lawrence Central is a team on a mission. Stay focused, do what you do, and just remain calm. It's a, it's another game in the end. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's going to be one of those games, you know, well, the whole day for a lot of these teams is going to be just about, especially with, the, you know, these teams that have never won a state championship before, it's going to be calming the nerves, trying to, you know, take in playing at GameBridge. Um so it's gonna be it's gonna be a big night for sure. Um, going into my prediction, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Lawrence Central here. Uh, like with Lanesville, um, I didn't take the clear choice at the beginning of the tournament, so I will now. Um, the biggest thing to me uh, is the difference in the scoring. Uh, the Bears are just far better scoring the basketball. Uh, they have four scorers averaging in double figures, uh, including uh, Jayla Lampley. As you said, she's 42nd in the state uh, in scoring, uh, averaging 18 points per game. On the flip side, Lake Central has just one scorer averaging double figures. Uh, it's Anaya Bishop averaging 10 points per game. Uh, Lawrence Central gets the win in their first state title. Um, I think they're just, they've been too good all year, uh, and they're going to finish it off with a state championship. Yep, I'm going with Lawrence Central as well. This is their first state finals appearance i mean when you look at their sectional though there's been a lot of state champs and i mean it's 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 a it's a gauntlet for a lot of the for the lawrence schools uh whether it's men's basketball or women's basketball so uh it's really exciting for them to get there and i i'm i'm, I'm picking the, the lawrence central bears to come home as 4A state champions. So I think the only difference we had is 2A because uh, we both had Lanesville. Um, I had Brownstown Central, you had Lures, and then we both have Gibson Southern, and we both have Lawrence Central uh, winning the state championship. So we will see how those predictions play out. We'll see who ends up cutting down the nets and hoisting a trophy on Saturday. Um, and it'll be a fun day of games. Like I said, I think, you know, even the, I think all four games are going to be really good and really close. Uh, so we will see how it all pans out. But that will do it uh, for tonight's edition of the Crash Course Podcast. Thank you guys all for hanging out. Remember, you can like us on Facebook, 3C Media. Um, you can follow us over on Twitter at 3C Media Sports. Uh, go follow us over uh, on the – go subscribe to us over on YouTube if you're listening to us on the podcast app. Um, go um, subscribe, ring the bell over on YouTube. You guys have been throwing out a lot of uh, – 
a lot of great support on some of the standalone videos like the Pacers one that released today. You guys have been killing it with the support, so we thank you guys all for that. Um, if you're uh, watching us over on YouTube, go over to the podcast app. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts can be heard. You can hear the Crash Course Podcast. Also, follow us on TikTok uh, at 3C Media. You can find me at Crash Course FM on Twitter. B. Scott, where can they find you? And you can find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Scott 87. And next week, we get to start it all over again. We'll have the boys sectional preview uh, where we'll be breaking down all 64 sectionals and uh, giving you guys our uh, state champion predictions and seeing how well those pan out. Hopefully, we're a little bit more accurate than we were with the girls. But um, I hope you guys all enjoy state finals uh, weekend for girls basketball. And we'll see you guys all in the next one. Have a good one, everyone.